0: Welcome back to Strategy Simplified. We're in week two of our four part series airing each Wednesday in January on travel. And we've been talking about maximizing travel. Last week, we introduced the topic, talked a little bit about travel strategy, and then talked about some credit cards that could apply to you if you're a leisure traveler. Today, we're gonna be taking an in-depth look at what credit card strategy could make sense for you if you're a business traveler with more volume in your travel gives you more options, but which way should you go? Should you go with a general travel credit card? Should you go with a co-branded airline card? Should you go with a hotel card? So we're going to go into lots of depths of detail here, but I think it's a robust, important discussion to have as you think about which strategy to go forward with. And I hope you enjoy the discussion.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Strategy Simplified. Naman here joined by Stephanie and today we're talking about travel credit card strategy specifically for those of you who would consider yourself to be business or power travelers and here at management consulted we're about maximizing life not just career career is a part of life but it's not all of life and for us here at mc a big part of life is the ability to travel and having that travel fit into our career plans goals and structure Uh, and so today uh, we're going to be talking about how we, Stephanie and I, uh, use credit cards to help facilitate a lifestyle of travel. Uh, on top of that, a big part of our career is traveling, like it may be for you. So we're excited to talk about how we how we mix some personal and, and business travel together when we can. Uh, and when used strategically and as part of a holistic financial strategy, travel credit cards can help you take advantage of spending that you're already doing to secure points, miles, and other travel perks. And Stephanie, the way that we think about travel credit cards, we've really bucketed them into three different categories. And we understand that there may be more, uh, but the way that we think about travel cards is that you've got your general travel cards, I'll call that bucket one. You've got your airline travel cards, I'll call that bucket two. And then you've got your hotel travel cards, I'll call that bucket three. And we're going to walk through a couple of our favorite cards in each category a little bit later. Uh, But before we get there, I'm just curious, you know, we know you as former McKinsey engagement manager, Stephanie Knight. Uh, You know, you're on the podcast talking about case interviews and consulting and business skills. But can you give us a little bit of insight into Stephanie Knight, the world traveler?
0: Hmm. Thanks, Damon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was lucky enough to, to start my traveling journey before my, uh, time at McKinsey and time in consulting. But, uh, I think that my time traveling for work just really supercharged all of that. Um, so I think before I started, you know, before I did my MBA, um, my country count was, uh maybe maybe twenty to twenty five countries i mean i had already already traveled um you know quite extensively and then through starting to travel for work, starting to take advantage of travel perks loyalty programs credit cards, and um the fact that I was you know, flying anyway, um, being able to kind of add on little trips off of my engagements and things and, and take opportunities during PTO, you know, paid time off to be able to, to travel to new countries. I'm now up in the, the low fifties in terms of countries. I need to relook back at my list, especially because, uh, on this, this, um, you know, shortly, I'm going to be adding a couple of countries to that list. I get the chance to go to Panama and Costa Rica for the first time um, here in the next few weeks. So excited about that. Um, but, uh, you know, it's not, it, it may be directly related to your work. It may be outside of your work, but, um, you know, really just agree with Naman about the sense of, you know, kind of just leveraging and taking advantage of your, um, you know, what you're already doing in work to help benefit your life and these loyalty programs and credit cards can really be a help a, a, a huge boost and a helpful benefit in doing that.
1: Stephanie, you're one of the few people I talk to that makes me feel like I haven't traveled a whole lot. <laughs> I'm pro- I'm probably 20 countries behind you on on my on my list. And you know, most people I talk to, I'm like, okay, I'm doing pretty well. But then I talk to you, I'm like, okay. Well, you um,
0: you gotta you gotta do those trips where you can just like add a whole bunch, right? So.
1: Totally the caribbean you know, got to do great that. For that
0: exactly <laughs> that caribbean cruise that tour around europe that you know bouncing around the middle east or you know uh, even um, you know kind of southeast or central asia i mean it's just there's there's lots of opportunities but there's so many places i still haven't been um, but I, you know we're we're going to pivot and are and certainly we're talking about travel today but you know from that business aspect and kind of that uh, that work angle Um, I was able to, to do a lot in the one year that I did a short-term transfer to Switzerland at McKinsey. And, you know, different firms have different global rotation programs or, um, you know, short-term transfer programs, long-term permanent transfer programs. And I find that people, a lot of people are interested in such a thing, but don't actually go through the, all the motions to be able to investigate and then take advantage of such programs. And in this post COVID world, hopefully, you know, more people will uh, kind of continue to push themselves to to both work and travel uh, as extensively as possible, right? Take advantage of it while we can.
1: Absolutely. I, I certainly don't take it for granted. I, in 2020, <laughs> had four international trips canceled. They were booked, oh. uh, confirmed. Uh, you know, I, I was gonna be all over the world and you know, then I had to claw and scratch and fight for the refunds that I got. And mm-hmm. that was a, a whole nother podcast episode trying to, you know, figure that process <laughs> out. Uh, but I, I've been ready to get back out there for a little while. Uh and I'm hoping 2023 is is the year when that really accelerates. Mm-hmm. So uh Like I mentioned at the top, Stephanie, the way that we think about travel credit cards is is in those three buckets. And and I'll start by talking about the general travel cards. So these are credit cards that are not affiliated with a specific airline or hotel, uh, but they are uh, issued by uh, a financial services firm like American Express, Chase, Citibank, et cetera. Uh, And one of the benefits of these general cards is that you can apply the perks across partners. So uh, you know, I, I could use my points, for example, perhaps on United Delta or another airline or Marriott and Hilton. And so I can be a little bit uh, more brand agnostic if I want to be uh, and it just gives me a little bit more flexibility in how I apply perks. And so uh, one of the ways that I've really optimized my my travel and my just the spend in my personal life is through some of these general travel credit cards. Uh, And our two favorite here at Management Consulted are the Platinum Card from American Express uh, and the Chase Sapphire Reserve. And the Platinum Card from American Express really is our favorite for lounge access. If that's something that's important to you as you're traveling, uh, you know, if you find yourself uh, doing a lot of international travel or just very frequent travel, and you either haven't hit the status tier that you need with an airline to get access to their lounges, or you just aren't really a big fan of the airline lounges, then the platinum card from American Express really opens up access to you uh, to a few different types of lounges. Uh, And I'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, But first, let me just talk a little bit more broadly about uh, why the platinum card from from American Express, or in short, I'll call it the Amex Platinum, uh, what that can offer what that can give you and why that might be an option for you if you're looking to really optimize your your spend and unlock some travel rewards this next year. Uh, So I have to start with the introductory offer. So, uh, you know, after spending $6,000 within the first six months, uh, American Express will offer you 80,000 bonus points. Uh, And our friends over at the Points Guy, by the way, fantastic travel website if you've never heard of them, highly recommend them. They value 80,000 MX points at $1,600. Uh, and so, you know, if you are going to utilize the points in a way that's meaningful to you, then that makes the annual fee much more palatable because it is a big pill to swallow. It's $695, the annual fee. And so you really have to run a cost benefit analysis as you're looking at the Amex Platinum or some of these other more premium travel credit cards. You know, do I get the, re- the return on investment here that I need to justify the annual fee? Uh, Again, I mentioned that one of the big perks of this card is lounge access. And so uh, holding the MX Platinum gives you a Priority Pass Select membership. Priority Pass has a network of over a 1,000 lounges and airports around the world. Uh, You not only get access for yourself, but you, you get to bring two free guests. When you're flying Delta and you hold this card, you get access to the Delta Sky Club as well. If there is one in the airports that you're flying through, Uh, And just as an aside, I think out of the domestic U.S. airlines, Delta definitely rules the roost when it comes to their their lounge experience. Uh, And if you have guests that you're traveling with, uh, it's just $29 each to bring guests into the Delta Sky Club if you hold this card. Uh, One of my favorite lounge experiences in the U.S. is the Amex Centurion Lounge. Uh, And so when you hold this card, you have access to the Centurion lounges and you get to bring two guests in for free as well. And then finally, you also get access to the airspace lounges as well. Uh, And so no matter where you're flying through or from or to, uh, chances are that there's either a priority pass or Amex Centurion or airspace lounge in the airports that you're traversing. And so there's optionality there for you if the lounge experience is meaningful to you. Uh, On top of that, uh, there are pretty generous rewards rates uh, that American Express offers here on this card. Uh, and we'll link in the show notes to all the details. You don't want to hear me rattle off numbers and, and bonus categories for the next 10 minutes. Uh, but I w- what I will say is if you book travel through the American Express Travel Hub, then you get five times the points uh, per dollar spent on all flights and hotels that you book through that Travel Hub. Uh, and so that can be uh, a, a really great way to boost your earning. Uh, potential if you're going to be booking travel anyways. And once you earn those points, there are a myriad of ways that you can spend them. Uh, One of the main ways is you can transfer them to travel partners. Uh, And American Express has 21 total travel partners. Again, I'm not going to list them all here, but a few of the notable ones include Delta, JetBlue Hawaiian Airlines, Hilton Honors, and Marriott Bonvoy. So in summary, if you're looking for uh, a premium travel card that Helps you accelerate uh, the points that you're you're earning, uh, and uh, you want a card where you can apply those points across travel partners, uh, and you're looking for some additional perks as well, like lounge access. Uh, then the Platinum card from American Express may be the right fit for you. Stephanie, any any thoughts on on the Platinum card or just on American Express in general? Because I know you've got some experience there as well.
0: Hmm. Um you know, just to say that we're covering um, some highlights today, but certainly for any of the cards that that we're talking about, there are multiple tiers that exist. So, if, for example, the Amex Platinum is outside of your price range, that there are um, there are other levels and tiers which may provide some of the benefit and bonus for lower annual fees. Um, but we we think that these are really represent a good value and a uh, as long as you're interested in taking advantage of the majority of the benefit categories that exist.
1: Absolutely. If the rewards that are most meaningful to you are travel rewards, then these are the cards for you. Hmm. But I completely understand if if cashback is the the perk that means the most to you, uh, or you know bonus point earning in different categories like gas or groceries is what's most important to you, then these probably aren't gonna be the best cards for you. Uh, But if maximizing your travel rewards is what you're all about, then these are some good options. We'll be right back after this quick break. Hey, Strategy Simplified, it's Japheth here. Are you looking to take your travel game to the next level this year? Now, whether you travel 40 times a year for work or four times a year for fun, or maybe a combination of both, credit cards can be a great way to maximize the money you're already spending and achieve the lifestyle that you want. Take advantage of the offers mentioned in this episode at the links in the show notes. All right, let's get back to the conversation with Naman and Stephanie. Okay, so we've got the Platinum card from American Express. That's our first contender in the general travel credit card category. Uh, the second contender and and a card that uh, I hold and and I've really enjoyed holding is the Chase Sapphire Reserve, uh, and so this is Chase's answer to the Platinum card from American Express. It's it's their premium travel card, uh, and uh, gives you a lot of the same types of perks that the Amex Platinum does. Specifically here. Right now, Chase is offering a 60,000 point bonus uh, on the Chase Sapphire Reserve after you spend $4,000 within the first three months. And again, our friends over at the points guy value 60,000 Chase points at $1,200. So if again, if you're going to use those points, maximize the rewards that you earn, that makes the annual fee more palatable. Uh, and it's another hefty one. It's $550, this annual fee uh, and an additional $75 a year per authorized user. If you wanted to add, a partner or somebody else onto the card, uh, then you're looking at an even higher annual fee. But what does that get you beyond the bonus points? Well, it gets you uh, some incredible rewards rates on certain categories. So. 10x the points on hotels and car rentals and 5x the points on flights that you book through Chase's Ultimate Rewards Travel Portal. And it also gives you three times the points on all travel and dining expenses that you charge to the card outside of that rewards portal. So uh, what I mean when I say three times the points is that's three points for every $1 that you spend inside of those categories. And I found that Chase is, is quite generous with what they um, what they categorize as travel and what they categorize as dining, uh, which has been uh, really nice as far as the bonus earning potential is concerned. The Chase Sapphire Reserve also gives you lounge access, but it's nowhere near as comprehensive as what the Platinum card from Amex gives you. Uh, specifically, uh, the Sapphire Reserve will give you a membership to Priority Pass Select. And again, Priority Pass has a network of over a 1,000 lounges and airports around the world. Uh, this uh, perk will Allow you to enter those lounges when they're open uh, and bring two guests in with you, uh, complimentary. Uh, one of the perks of Priority Pass, like beyond just the lounge access, is that there are restaurants that are part of the Priority Pass network as well. So. Uh, for example, when I fly through San Francisco, there are a couple of restaurants in San Francisco that are part of the Priority Pass lounge network. Uh, there's not a Priority Pass lounge in SFO. Uh, so instead, Priority Pass has added a, uh, these restaurants to their network instead. And I can go to a restaurant. And as a part of my Priority Pass membership, I can get $28 worth of food uh, for free at that restaurant in lieu of a lounge visit. Uh, and so uh, a cool perk of Priority Pass is that even in, in airports where they don't have a, a quote-unquote lounge presence, there are some perks that you can take advantage of in, in many of these major airports. Uh, and you know if you've got the time on a layover, uh, then, hey, it's nice to, to get some free lunch or free dinner while you're, you're uh, making your way to your final destination. Chase has uh, a myriad of travel uh, travel transfer partners that you can move points over to as well. Again, the list is not as comprehensive as the platinum card from Amex, uh, but Chase does have 14 total transfer partners. The main ones include United, Southwest, JetBlue, Marriott, Hyatt, and IHG. And so, again, if you've been paying attention, you'll notice that the, the transfer partners are different for the most part than the transfer partners uh, for American Express. And so, you know, one of my main considerations as I was deciding between these two cards was, well, which airlines do I fly more? Uh, and where most likely am I going to want to transfer the, the points that I earn? And for me, the answer was, well, it's going to be Chase's travel partners over American Express's travel partners. So that's one of the reasons I ended up going with the Sapphire Reserve. There are other benefits as well that the Sapphire Reserve gives you: primary rental car insurance on any rental car you you pay for through the through the card, uh, DoorDash credits that hit your DoorDash account uh, every month. Uh, you know if that's something that you're interested in, a $300 annual travel credit. This this is uh, pretty nice. Uh, the first $300 a year that you charge inside the travel uh, category to your Sapphire Reserve, you get a statement credit for for that spend. And so effectively that brings the annual fee down from 550 to 250. Uh, If you know that you're gonna spend that $300 a year in travel, uh, you just know that that, that's taken care of and, and credited back to your statement. So in summary, if you're looking for a travel card that gives you lounge access, that gives you some flexibility in how you transfer your points, the Sapphire Reserve can be a great option to add to your wallet. It'll save you a little bit of money on the annual fee compared to the Amex Platinum. If you prefer to fly with the Chase Travel Partners and really care about the travel credits, uh, then that might nudge the Sapphire Reserve a little bit ahead of the Amex Platinum for you. One thing I'll mention here as I'm wrapping up, this, uh, this category is that both the American Express Platinum and the Chase Sapphire Reserve uh, also give you statement credits for TSA PreCheck and Clear. So if you're interested in joining some of those expedited security programs here in the US, uh, then you can click in the link in the show notes to learn more about what those statement credits look like, uh, but you do get uh, some money back uh, for joining PreCheck and Clear. All right, well, Stephanie, I'll turn it over to you to talk us through a couple of the airline credit cards uh, because I know this is the strategy that you've employed uh, more uh, to earn the perks and the miles that you care about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep, so when we think about the other two categories that exist, airlines and hotels, um, just broadly speaking, this makes sense for the brand loyalist, right? And, And you may be a brand loyalist because you prefer that experience and you prefer the benefits of... Uh, of that company and that service, or it could be uh, more more forced upon you, so to speak. Um, so, kind of one one key disclaimer would be, yeah, you know, do your research, figure out if your firm, if your company has any um, you know, specific contracts, specific. Requirements as it relates to travel, for which airlines you're going to be flying, which hotels you're going to be staying in, um, and then you can you can make sure to to maximize your your credits from the get go. Uh, if you are then also able to to utilize your, a personal card with spending for business expenses, um, so and and then you may also make a decision. You know, let's think about airlines if you. You know, let's say you live in Chicago, you're going to fly United a lot. Let's say that you live in Charlotte and you're going to fly American. Let's say you live in Minneapolis and you're going to fly Delta. Um, so, if and when, for personal reasons or professional reasons, you are you become a brand loyalist, it can make a lot of sense to get a branded airline or a hotel card. Um, there, there is some there is some value and benefit lost. By you know these these general travel cards and the the numerous travel partners that you can transfer your points over to. You're gonna get the most bang for your buck if you, you know, get a get a you know one branded loyalty card. If you're only flying or staying in you know, that, that company. Uh, so for airlines, we've got three cards we want to highlight here. We're not gonna go into the same level of detail as Naman went through for the general travel cards, but for the United Explorer card. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card and the City AA Advantage Platinum Select World Elite Mastercard. All of these, as you'll be able to see as we go through a couple of the stats, can easily pay themselves off in an annual fee just through the intro offer. Let alone the the extensive ongoing benefits that you could get from the card. But um, I, I would I would. All of these have a long list of benefits you're going to need to go in, um, you know, check out the link in the show notes, do additional research, uh, understand everything that's involved. But just if we look at the intro offer and the fact that each of these include free checked bag, a bag or bags, that alone, if you are flying this airline, should pay off that annual fee. Uh so for the United Explorer card, for example, uh, the intro offer right now is 60,000 bonus miles after spending $3,000 in the first three months after opening the account, which the points guy values at $726. That easily pays off that annual fee of first year $0 and then $95 a year after that, if you take good advantage of applying those bonus miles to a free flight in the future. And then you think about additional benefits: a global entry, TSA pre-check. You know, a couple United Club passes a year, um, and and then checked bags. Right? Uh, it it's it makes sense if you are uh, exclusively or you know in, in a majority way flying United. Similarly speaking, if we think about the Delta Sky Miles Platinum. That intro offers 50,000 bonus miles and 5,000 medallion qualification miles after spending 3,000 in the first six months after opening the account, which the points guy values at $705. And that plus free checked bag, right? That's that's gonna help pay off that $250 annual fee. And then there's a, a, a lot of rewards past that as well. Um, of course, one thing with Delta is um, they've got for their um, yeah, you know, loyalty tier qualification there is a dollar requirements in addition to a mileage requirement and having a delta branded card uh, allows you to uh, have an, an additional way to qualify for that um, this is a way that over time Delta has tried to make their program more exclusive uh, is is by adding that that. Qualifying dollars limit in addition to the, the qualification miles and having a Delta card can, can fast track you on the way to do that. Um, and then for American, the, the American Advantage Platinum card, that intro offers 50,000 American miles after spending $2.5 thousand dollars in the first three months of account opening, which the points guy values that at $885. Um, purely based on that makes it a great deal given the fact that this card is $0 in the first year and $99 after uh, for an annual fee, also including um, free check bag for domestic flights. So uh, all of these are going to, again, they're going to make sense if you take advantage of flying that airline often. So uh, in a very similar way, uh, we'll get into hotels here in just a second, but Naman, I want to pass it over to you to talk a little bit about Southwest and your experience there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Southwest sometimes can be uh, viewed as the stepchild of of U.S. domestic airlines, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think that there's some real advantages to flying Southwest. You know, Stephanie, in some of the, the the business travel that we do, we don't have the most flexibility in in when we can fly, so we have to choose our options based on on just pure timing. And so, you know, that's led to to me having status on United Delta and Southwest. The purists out there will say, hey, you should have just focused all of that flying in one airline and maxed out your status tier. And it's just not realistic for us the way that that we operate sometimes. And so um I found uh the Southwest Rapid Rewards Priority Credit Card to be a useful addition to to my wallet uh for really just one reason. And it was the intro offer, uh, because Southwest has this really unique perk among U.S. airlines called the Companion Pass, and what the Companion Pass is is that um, you know any ticket that you purchase, whether through points or through dollars, um, you can bring a companion along for free on that itinerary, and all you have to do is pay the taxes and fees. Uh, It's an incredible perk. There's no other uh, U.S. airline that offers anything like it. Um, You know, Alaska Airlines does offer a companion. certificate but that's good for one flight a year. Uh Southwest is unlimited flights a year, you know whether you spent money or miles on that flight, you can bring somebody along with you for free. You just designate them as your companion for the year. So for me I designated my partner as my companion and you know we flew buy one get one for a long time having the companion pass. And so the way that you earn the companion pass is you have to you have to earn 135,000 total points. Um, with Southwest in a calendar year. And so, uh, the way that I hit that threshold years ago is that I combined the introductory offers from a personal Southwest card and a business Southwest card to hit that threshold, along with just some of the other, you know, day to day spending that you do as you're living life, just reallocated that to the two cards that allowed us to hit the points threshold that we needed to earn companion pass. Uh, And it was fantastic because, you know, the earlier in the calendar year that you can do that, you not only get companion pass for that year, once you hit the points threshold, but then for the entire calendar year after that. And so if you're able to hit the points threshold early in a calendar year, you almost get two years for the price of one. Uh, And so uh, that's really the reason that I added the uh, Southwest uh, Rapid Rewards Priority Credit Card to my wallet uh, you know, and if you end up flying Southwest a lot, let's say you're based in a city like Austin, where Southwest is the largest carrier. Uh, and they do a lot of point to-point travel to to non-hub cities, for example, like San Diego or san jose. Uh, and and that's where you end up traveling. then, uh, you know, the rapid rewards prior to credit card can be a, a useful addition to to your wallet, because you'll get three three times the points for every dollar that you spend on Southwest purchases. You'll get a status boost towards A-list and A-list preferred, which are Southwest status tiers. Um, and, and you'll get a few other uh, perks and benefits as well uh, that you'll probably appreciate if you're flying Southwest uh, consistently. So uh, the annual fee on that's $149.00 Uh, And again, the calculus that I made was, hey, if I'm gonna get almost two years of of free flights for my partner, then the annual fee is well worth it. Uh, And so uh, again, if you've never heard of the Southwest Companion Pass and you live in a city where Southwest has, uh, you know, a decent amount of operations, highly recommend you look into that. We'll be right back after this quick break. Do you find yourself thinking that there just aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done? Do you want to spend the limited time you do have on tasks and things that can't be outsourced? Of course you do. Try Instacart. Instacart is the go-to service for quick and effective grocery delivery. You select groceries from the hundreds of retailers that Instacart has a relationship with, and then they send out a personal shopper who will do the shopping for you and deliver to you when they are finished. Follow the link in the show notes to activate your two week free trial of Instacart today. In this two week trial, you will have a $0 delivery fee on all orders over $35. You'll get 5% credit back on eligible pickup orders. You'll experience lower service fees on all orders, and you can cancel anytime. Again, follow the link in the show notes to try Instacart for free for two weeks and get time back in your week. So, our last category today are the hotel credit cards. And Stephanie, I'll let you kick us off here and, and talk us through the three that we've identified as being potential options for folks.
0: The three that we want to share with you today are the Marriott Bonvoy Boundless, the Hilton Honors American Express Surpass Card, and the World of Hyatt. And all of these three cards have an annual fee of $95 with um, a helpful intro offer and a status boost. Again, these are for these are for the brand loyalists that that you are staying there enough to be seeking to kind of raise your loyalty status within that hotel chain, um, and this these cards can help you get there. Um, so Marriott intro offer three free night awards up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars total point value after you spend three thousand dollars on purchases in your first three months from your account opening. Um, The Hilton Honors American Express Surpass card, giving you an intro offer of 130,000 total point value after you spend 2,000 on purchases in your first three months after account opening. And World of Hyatt intro offer, 30,000 bonus points after you spend $3,000 on purchases in your first three months from account opening. So the, I think that the hotel cards are a little bit of a double edged sword in the fact that if you are already staying all the time at one of these places, then you're going to get status anyway. However, any of your purchases and any additional purchases you make within the properties, those are all going to get uh, kinda, you know point boosts. Um, and but it probably makes the most sense if you're if you're staying somewhere and these these boosts and these intro offers kind of actually help you get to that top top tier. Um, at this point you know i've got marriott lifetime platinum status so um i yeah, it, it made sense for me in, earlier in my career to be able to, to to use these cards i still have a marriott card um and i still appreciate the free night awards that it gives me the the bonus benefits that it gets me and you know yeah i've got lifetime Platinum, But then I can maintain titanium. I'm not ambassador level anymore, but I can maintain titanium with the benefit of this card and the extra benefits that that, you know, it's kind of top status tier gives me. Um, but these are the ones these are ones I think airline and hotels you need to you need to think long and hard about because it is a it is a commitment to that. To that brand, that hotel, and as Naman said, for airlines, it's true with hotels as well. Um, you may not always get the full freedom of choice as you think across both your your professional and business travel, based on where you want to travel to, based on connections and contractual agreements that your that your company has with certain um, certain airlines or hotel companies. Um, however. I personally go with a branded card strategy across airline and hotels, and not the general cards. And Naman, I know that you're at the other end of the spectrum.
1: I am at the other end of the spectrum, and and I feel like you know my my nights in a hotel bed and the miles that I'm spending, but in seat on an airline, are enough for me to earn the status that I want uh, with these different chains. And I think you made the key point there, Stephanie. If the card helps you get to the the top level status tier or the status tier that would really make a difference in your experience, I can understand why that would be a valuable addition to your credit card portfolio. But for me, that's just not the case right now. And so I would rather, uh, you know, have the spending that I'm doing in my personal life, you know, earn me more brand agnostic points that I can then use where where and when I want Uh, and, And also give me some of the other perks that the Sapphire Reserve gives me as well. So I think that there's a time and place for these branded cards. I think it, you know, your strategy makes a lot of sense for where you're at. Uh, And I also think that my strategy makes a lot of sense for where I'm at. And I think that's that's perhaps one of the key takeaways from this episode of there's is that there's no one size fits all strategy. Just like when we talk about case interviews, there's no one size fits all approach. Uh, you know, there's no one size fits all framework. The same is true here for, for travel strategy as well. And uh one of the reasons we're talking about this in early 2023 is Stephanie and I over the last month in our you know, in our personal lives. Uh, you know, we've been thinking about our travel strategy for the next year, uh, you know, doing our Q1 travel planning, uh, thinking about, uh, you know, what our, our spend allocations going to look like, thinking about, you know, if we need to adjust or optimize anything. Uh, as far as our, our travel credit cards are concerned. And so, uh, you know, we thought that we would bring that conversation out into the open and, and share it with you, uh, because we believe in being strategic in as many areas of life as possible. And, and, you know, travel is something that's important to us and, uh, something that we spend a lot of time thinking about. Uh, and so, uh, we hope that this, uh, little conversation was, was helpful to you as you start to plan your 2023 travel and, and try to figure out what's important to you, uh, which, which travel rewards, uh, mean the most to you, uh, how you're going to, uh, achieve those travel rewards, not just so that you can, you know, add another status notch to your belt, but so that you can go live the life that you want. Uh, and so that you can, uh, you know, enable yourself to get out there and see the world, hopefully in the most cost-effective way possible.
0: Thanks for joining us today. I know we covered a lot of information here, but there's so many good options out there to help you accelerate this game, to help you accelerate this process. Make sure that you're extracting the most value possible out of the travel that you're already doing and have that be a catalyst to help you do additional travel that you want to do. So I hope that you will check out the link in the show notes, that you will dive into more detail about all of the benefits of the different cards that we covered today. We were able to more than scratch the surface, but we certainly weren't able to get to the the levels of depth of detail that exist about all the different elements and facets of these reward programs and benefits from these different cards. So I hope you'll take a closer look and then I hope you'll join us next week as we hear from one of our coaches, someone who's recently left the game, uh, at least in terms of a high volume of business travel, so that you can hear their reflections on their experience and the perspective on what's working now. So we'll see you then.